Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Buzzing About Romance, quick shot of romance. Um, for this episode, we are bringing you some merry and bright, uh, a merry and bright book re- review. Um, it is me, Becky, and with me is Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. How's it going? Good. You're like my Christmas co-player. I am. Well, I'm your all the time co-player. All the but time. But I am your Christmas co-player tonight. Like, we're gonna <sighs> the next two quick shots of romance. Um, are you and me doing um Christmas books? So this will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we, we are all know putting I'm... these Christmas books to the diehard Christmas test. But we all know that Becky is not a huge fan of Christmas. Not so bit of a grinch. <laughs> when Becky went into like this mode of like buying like. Christmas books and saying she wanted to read all these Christmas books. I was like, what happened to you? I read a good one. And then I was like, oh, I'm in the Christmas spirit. So maybe that's just what you need. Good Christmas romances. Maybe. So first one up is Not Your Average Vixen by Krista Sandor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cannot wait to chat about this with you. Um, Give us the synopsis from Goodreads. A Christmas romance. It's Dasher versus Rudolph with a little vixen thrown in. A Christmas wedding is on the line in the steamy holiday romance from USA Today best-selling author, author Krista Sandor. Maid of honor, Bridget Dasher didn't think anything could ruin her sister's Christmas Eve wedding until she met the best man. <clears throat> Scratch that, the worst man. Don't be fooled by his name, Soren Christopher Traeger Rudolph. Yes, Rudolph is the Grinch of all groomsmen, and his plans for this wedding will only land him on the naughty list or her bed. Naughty reindeer games like you've never seen ensure when Rudolph brings out the vixen in this dasher with witty, witty banter and laugh out loud moments, which are very true. So very so true. true. Prepare to experience Christmas bliss and not your average vixen and enemies to lovers holiday romance. Author note, no reindeer were harmed in the writing of this book. Okay. Um, This released December 9th of 2020. This is a holiday romance, vacation romance, uh, wedding, wine and dine because she is a baker. Mm -hmm. Um, One night stand, adversaries to lovers. I don't think they were actually enemies. (laughs) I feel like there were moments of enemy just because of the way the story played out. But I think adversaries is a much better use there. Um, And this is a total rom-com put out percentage (laughs) with 16%. That scene in the freaking dining room of the hotel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hot stuff, people. Um, Okay. I laughed so hard through this book. (laughs) The first half. I actually, Michael's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, oh my God, it's so funny. I was laughing, telling him the different parts of it was so, so funny. Um, It is the measure of a good book when you cannot control the laughter. And like I snort laughed when I read this and this is a reread for me. Like I had read this last year when it first came out and I adored it and thought it was wonderful. And I like... (laughs) But I forgot how amazing some of these scenes were. 
Oh my gosh, so funny. And we'll get into them. Uh, but let's start with how this story starts. It starts with Bridget, Bridget Dasher, uh-huh. uh, getting fired three days before Christmas. Or be- <coughs> yeah, no. two days before she's leaving. It's like a week before Christmas. A week before at Christmas. The venue. It's like a full week of stuff before like the wedding. But yeah, so her day, it just kind of goes down the tubes. Like yeah. she gets she gets fired. From the bakery that she, she is basically running. The yes. owner of the bakery is a jackass. French pastry chef that is a jackass. Um who does nothing. Like he sits nothing. in his office. Like that's what she says. Um and also just so we know, Bridget. <sighs> has the nickname of birdie and so Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll just intermix those two names just so everyone knows um but yeah bridget gets fired and then what happens and then she goes to her boyfriend's house and she finds him with somebody else yeah wearing lingerie that she thought was a present for her her. yes that she had seen in his closet earlier in the week Mm -hmm. eek that's yeah. terrible. So yeah, um, her bad day. Went, <clears throat> but it went down worse. But then at the same time, like, she's like, I don't really care. Yeah. This happened. Yeah. Like the boyfriend was really, she quickly realized they had grown apart and were not really on the same page anymore and didn't really mm-hmm. have, I think it was more of a comfort to say, Ooh, I have a boyfriend. And so that she wasn't completely alone. Mm-hmm. Cause that's another piece to talk about in this. Bridget lives in Texas, which is in their hometown where they had lived with their grandmother. Grandmother has passed. Her parents passed away in an accident when she was mm-hmm. a young child. Her little sister, who she has always cared for, whose wedding that we are attending for the book, um, lives in Boston. She went mm-hmm. to Harvard and went to Harvard Law and has stayed in the Boston area. So the boyfriend was kind of a companion just so she wasn't completely alone. Well, and like Bridget, like she, like she took custody of her sister at 18 and like her entire life and her entire like being was taking care of her sister and making sure her sister was able to do what she wanted, where she wanted. And so like her entire life revolved around Lori and Lori's wants and needs for the longest time. Oh. And Bridget, you know, she is a caregiver, but she gives so wholly of herself. It is to the detriment of herself. Mm-hmm. She's a people pleaser to the point that she's lost sight of her dreams and her hopes and yeah. who she is. Um, and there's a really great scene between Lori and Bridget that happens later on in the book. And Lori asks her why she never takes the leap. And they're talking mm-hmm. about some in that moment and that she never does and really that kind of defines Bridget up to this point she never takes a leap well and I think part of it too is like for so long she wasn't she wasn't able to take it because she was in this mode of like caregiving and like but she got so stuck survival you get stuck in survival mode and you just never get out but that's the thing like she got stuck and like wasn't able to make that first step and I think like there's just so many little things that happen where she because when her and the boyfriend like officially break up because basically they were before that like he says some things and it makes her really think like is this really true like is this where like my life is yeah okay so let's talk about Soren Christopher Traeger Rudolph 
who is nicknamed Scooter. Whose nickname is Scooter. Yes. And so he is the best man. Lori has talked to Bridget about Scooter, the best man, how she doesn't really care for him, how he does not like her. And it like, it bothers her, bothers her fiance. But so she has never met this Scooter. Bridget Bridget has not. No. Um, And Lori has only met him like maybe twice. Once, just the once at the restaurant. Yes. Just the ones at the restaurant. It was not a good meeting. It did not go well. And so it kind of. No, he left the lunch early. And went and had sex with the waitress in the alley. Yeah. Like, he's a douche. He's a douche. He is. Um, But he is a very unhappy best man. He is. And, like, his goal in life, like, this week, like, that he is there is to stop the wedding because he feels like he is being left behind. Like, it's always been him and Tom, like, they're ride or die. Like they should be bachelors forever and never change. And Lori is coming in and changing it. And he's not happy about it. He is really not. And something about Soren slash Scooter is he is just a really lonely soul. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have any family. Um, the family that he has sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. well, he, and he has Tom's family who is, he is the groom and there's this whole moment with that scenario and situation that like kind of opens his eyes to a lot well, of Tom's things. Tom's grandfather, the judge, they call him judge, uh-huh. um, kind of biffs him on the back of the head. And I'm not going to spoil that situation, but kind no, of like it's very poignant. Open your eyes. Mm-hmm. See what you have. Well, and he talks about things that happened and events that took place that got Soren to certain places in his life and why he was in certain areas. And I know I'm being really vague, but I don't want to spoil anything, but, but there are certain things that happened in Soren's life that there were, there was behind the scenes hands like putting him where he was supposed to be and he needed to be in life yeah yeah and so he was given a family in a sense yeah okay so let's talk about their meet cute so bridget and soren have never met um they are at a hotel they can't get to their next destination which we'll talk about the town next where they're having Mm -hmm. the wedding it's a destination (laughs) wedding to a mountain village in colorado that um Bridget and Lori's mom and dad were married at. Yes. And, and then they vacationed there also, like when they were small children. So this, um, there's this meet cute. They're stuck in the hotel because there's been a ton of snow and they can't get from Denver to the mountain retreat. So they're in the hotel and snowed in and Bridget is on the phone with Lori saying, listen, I'm going to stay the night here. I'll be able to get to you guys in the morning. Everything's going to be great. Don't worry. Um, And her sister is like trying to encourage her to have a one night stand and keeps Mm -hmm. telling her, be the vixen, be the vixen, be the vixen. So so Bridget decides she is going to be the vixen and take charge of her night. Yeah. And she does. And that scene in the restaurant when it pops. Oh yeah. It pops. Um, My favorite quote the next morning after her one night stand (laughs) Uh, she says to herself, 
In the last 24 hours, she's experienced not one, not two, not even three or four orgasms. Nope. She blew past that when her handsome stranger rocked her world with seven, count them, seven mind-blowing, toe-curling, hot-as-hell orgasms. Um, And Bridget is saying this (laughs) to herself um, as Soren comes into the... uh, as Soren is getting into the car to go to the mountain resort with her. Because and she didn't realize he surprise, was the best man. Surprise. The Soren and Scooter are one and the same. And she is not impressed. <laughs> because the Soren that she met is not the Scooter she was described. So she, it's kind of like mistaken identity type thing in the sense where like he acts a certain way with her when they first meet, but that is not the type of person that Lori has described him as. So um, she's a little taken aback by that. Well, and she feels a little bit like out of a realm because she stepped out of sight herself to be the vixen. Be the vixen. Um, okay, so let's talk about the town of Kringle. Uh, it is retired Santa Haven. It is. Like it is where all of the retired Santas go to hang out. And so there's Santas and Mrs. Clauses everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. everywhere. They are everywhere. Um, and there's a lot of mis- mystique to the town that has to do mm-hmm. with Christmas. The town is called Kringle. Um, everything has a Christmas theme to it. Yeah. There is the snow. There's a part about snow angels and Christmas fairies. Mm-hmm. And it's just very delightful. But I really want to take a moment and talk about Bridget's first night in town. So once the roads have cleared, she and Bertie and Scooter head towards the resort, to the mountain resort mm-hmm. that they're staying at. They have to share a room because there's only five bedrooms. And Tom yeah. and Lori are sharing a room. Her parents are sharing or his parents are sharing a room. His sister and her wife and their two kids are sharing a room. And then the judge. The judge has his own room with the Uncle Russ, who, like lounge lizard Uncle Russ. That guy's a hoot. He is. He's like a smarmy, like dirty uncle, but like not like he's almost creepy, but not. He toes the line of creepy for sure. He definitely does. But he's like, like smarmy. And like two steps away from creepy. Yeah. Like he so, could, he could be creepy material. So that leaves Bridget and yeah. Soren having to share a room. Which I mean, Russ, Russ does offer to swap and Soren wants nothing to do with it. Russ does. Um, so, okay. Let's talk about Bridget's first night into town. So she has planned this wedding week so that there is something fun to do every day for the family mm-hmm. but i don't know if you noticed and i get it because i've been cruise director type person she planned everything to the exclusion of herself mm-hmm. like there weren't tickets for her she wasn't including in that ski outing instead she was decorating the chapel for the wedding mm-hmm. and like she me- was baking and they were going to a concert like just made me sad mm-hmm So the first night that they're in town, she has volunteered the family to serve dinner at the retirement village where all the retired Santas live. Yes. And she's prepping stuff and she has some magic when she bakes. You have to dance to bring the magic. Because that was one of the things they did with their grandmother. Like they danced as they baked. And that was 
the like finishing touch in like what made their baked goods that much better because they they would always dance and she makes Soren dance with her. She does. As they make the peanut blossoms. And there's so many like accidental innuendos that so come funny. out. So there's and this. <laughs> so as she's baking, she hasn't eaten. She's yes. been busy. And mm-hmm. but the cook at the um kind of handyman cook guy assistant at the resort mm-hmm. that helps the owners, the Donners. Um, he has left some gummies. Some cinnamon are, gummies. That are laced with THC or TCH, uh-huh. TC, what, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not an eater of those, so it wouldn't, I don't know. Um, but, but so she, she doesn't realize it. And so she's like pounding these gummy bears. Yeah, she's consumed more than half the bag. Um, and they go down to the resort to serve or to the retirement home to serve the dinner. And they, and they she's talking realize, to an egg. Yeah. She's she is stoned. So stoned. Um, and then the best scene, the best scene was the stolen funnel cake. Yeah. She, so there's like a, like a little festival going like, on. Like a Christmas market in the town square. And she goes up to this funnel cake, like vendor, just hijacks the funnel cake, hugs it to her. So she has like funnel cake flour all over her and then finds a table. Soren pays for the funnel cake because he's like trying to keep track of her. Like while she she's talking it. to eggs, she hugs, hugs it, it and then she inhales it. Right. I don't even think he got a piece. I think he might've gotten one piece because she like shoved it in his face, but like <laughs> She inhales this, but it's so funny because Tanner, who is the chef guy who has whipped up these special gummies and he makes special brownies and things like that, is like giving this excuse that she has altitude sickness and all this stuff. But everybody knows she's just really, really, really high. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. Um, A couple other things to mention in this book, you guys. The team of snowcats are named after reindeers. That there's the a Santa's lot of reindeer. Drive. Yes, there's a lot uh, of reindeer things. But there's there's a big cast of characters in this book, but it it works really well. It does not feel muddled. It does not feel like overwhelming. Like in each part, it makes a lot of sense. Like the judge is a big factor in this book, but he's he actually hangs out with the Santas a lot because there's somebody who he went to law school with or used to work with who is a retired Santa. And even like Soren even makes a comment about, I didn't know you did this. He's like, what else do you expect me to do? Like, I need to have another job. I can't just be a Santa all year long. But so the judge has been hanging out with the Santas and the Santas kind of, they play a really big part in the the ending of the story and like the bakery that that they're working in is a huge like factor also it is there's it's a lot of christmas magic sprinkled into this story um and i will say the one liners in this book and the christmas um uh cusses uh christmas explicitives mm-hmm. are pretty stinking funny like holy they vixen are. catastrophe um but yeah i don't want to spoil this and so we'll get to here real quick um 
Leah, did you like this book? I love this book. It is funny. It is well thought out. It is it is a very good book. What about I really you? Like, I really did like this book for as much as my tiny Scrooge heart does not typically love um, holiday romances. This one yeah. was phenomenal. Um, who would typically like this book? Um, fans of just a basic rom-com. And honestly, as Becky can attest, you don't have to love the holidays to love this book. You really don't. You don't have to love the holidays to love this book. You just have to want a spicy rom-com because mm-hmm. there is spice. There is. And there's a frosty full of condoms. So. Yes. The frosties. <laughs> um, would you recommend this book? Um, I, I definitely would recommend this. Didn't I, did I recommend this one to you? Yeah. I this was I your did. rec. Yeah. I couldn't remember, but yes. So. I would too. Would you? I would. Okay, now, Leah. Here's the question. Oh, here's Becky. the big question. Does this pass the die hard Christmas test? Yes, it does. It this does. Story, it really does. It would story not, does make, not sense make sense if you took the Christmas out of it. Nope. You couldn't do this at Easter. You couldn't do this on Independence Day. You needed the magic of Christmas. Um, you needed that holiday cheeriness the santas the reindeer names well that's the thing like just the the reindeer names in itself is such a factor throughout like you have like she is a dasher he is a rudolph um there are donners and like the name themselves like hold it to the christmas this story needs christmas and this is the kind of sexy spicy christmas romances i want from hallmark that they don't ever give us this would be a good movie. This would be a I would movie. watch this movie. I would too. Um, so if you guys have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, make sure you send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. We want to know what you think we should be reading. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.